The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. Head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. It's got our picks up there. Yeah, I went 5-0 against the spread last week. We're going to get those locks right. This weekend, too, we have to get the locks back on track. We will get that going, so head on over to puntandpass.com. It's got our YouTube page up there. Man, last week's YouTube video blew up. I'm absolutely loving it. Love the comments. Love all the subscribers. Rate, review, and subscribe to our YouTube page. Head on over to puntandpass.com. It's got everything you could need. And this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our great friends over at Prize picks. That is right. Daily Fantasy Simplified. Use the promo code PUNT for a 100% deposit match up to $100. Download the app today wherever you download apps or go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a deposit match up to your first $100 of 100%. Not bad. Thursday Night Football, Matthew Stafford and those Los Angeles Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks in a big-time NFC West matchup. The Braves back in the playoffs on Friday night. You got college football full slate on Saturday. Of course, you can still do cross-sport entries at Prize Picks. It really is unbelievable. Man, shout out to CEO Adam Wexler, a Georgia dog. They're crushing it right now. We are so happy to have Prize Picks be a great partner of Punt and Pass. So we love to support our friends over at Prize Picks. Get down. We will post our picks later on this weekend for sure on our social medias. Check them out at Prize Picks. Download the app. Go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code PUNT. We'll talk about our picks later on in the show. Aaron, huge week for you, first off, man. Gigantic congratulations. You got to go to Georgia's practice today. Hashtag let Murray practice. It worked. It awesome. Worked. You are calling the game for CBS at 330. That's so awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It was good to be at practice. Unfortunately, Auburn does not, will not let me go to practice. Oh, long. really? So, dude, I was giving wow. Bobo so much crap. Uh, because I, I was texting Bobo on Monday. I was like, hey, you know, I got you guys this weekend. Would love to go to practice on Thursday. I'm going to head up to Auburn early. He's like, yeah, come on, bring it on. Love to have you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, sweet. I'll just run it through your, you know, obviously the front, the front office. Just yeah, to make sure you can ease on that stuff. Go. So I, you know, talked to my producer and he's like, I'm, I'm going to have a call with them and I'll check. Calls me last night at nine o'clock. And I thought he was joking. He said, um, Auburn said no go. So like, what? you and Noah, none of y'all can go. None of us can go. Like Harson has locked down practice 
to any media. Like, no, no one's allowed at all. I mean, the do they have the nuclear codes? What the hell's going on? You know what my issue is? And I don't know if I've said it on here or not, or just other shows I've done this week, but we're not like, we're not beat writers. We're not here writing an article immediately after we go watch practice. Yeah. We're not typing up a tweet as we're watching practice. Like, so and so is practicing. So and so is in a red jersey. So and so is whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, everything we get in the coaches' calls when we talk to players, when we go to practice, is to use in the game. Of course. To help in make real time. your players look better. Yes. And the, le- the, 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 the more you give us, the more good we can talk. If you don't want to give us crap, it's hard for us to promote you. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like, man, like, I'm not going to go to your practice and then call Kirby up and be like, hey, by the way, you know, this is what I saw from Auburn's practice. <laughs> of course not. I, I, I'm a professional here, you know? Yeah. And plus, Bobo is my boy. So it, it kind of ticked me off a little bit, honestly, that they're not letting um, us at That's CBS bizarre. practice. But at least I had to go see my dogs. Yeah. I got to go see the facility, which is – I need to hear this. Yeah. Crap. I mean, the place is – it's depressing, honestly, you know, <laughs> to know depressing. what we had and then to know what they have <laughs> and to yeah. see it, and to walk it. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you drive by and you see the OG old, small, little butts mirror with its little dome. And then now it's quadrupled in yeah. size. The yeah. weight room is has a jumbotron. They got like 20 different hot tubs and cold tubs. I heard they have a steam room now and a sauna. A room, what the hell? Sauna. I would have killed for that when I was in college. Oh, I would have loved a good steam. So That's unbelievable. Unreal. And 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 the players, I tell you what, you know the difference with the facility, the players Georgia has now compared to when you and I played, they look like an NFL roster. These yeah. guys and they play like it too. Massive, they're fast. They are some good-looking athletes. I mean, they pass the eye test. I I as soon as I walked in to watch practice, like, are we are we here to watch the Falcons? Yeah. Actually, the Falcons would probably take Georgia's front seven compared to what they have right now. They're that big and that fast. No, you're totally right. Like, when I was at the scrimmage earlier this year, I mean, like, save Jordan Davis. I mean, obviously, everybody knows how big he is and Jalen Carter and the guys in the middle. But you're talking about guys like Adam Anderson, like Nolan Smith, even some of the DBs with their length and, mm-hmm. and, and just – they look like NFL players. You're like, oh my goodness, this is just a different ball game. Granted, we were in school a little while ago. It's not like we played 40 years ago, but you see the difference, and you're like, dude, this is insane. I'll, I'll even say it like this: I work with some high school punters and high school kickers, and like they are worlds better at kicking than I was when I was in high school. I'm like, what is going on? Like, it is unbelievable the advancement in the specialization of some of these athletes, not only in college, but even going down to the high school level. Aaron, I'm sure you see it too. Like, Arch Manning, I haven't really broken down his tape, or some of these top quarterback talents. Look, you you slung it around down at plant, and you were a big-time recruit, but it's like, oh, my God, th- these kids are ready to go. And I'm glad Georgia is getting the good ones, that's for sure. But well, all the they, SEC they- schools are too. They look like, and and I was talking to a couple of guys there. I mean, and, and we were trying to figure out, you know, other teams in the past that have looked like this. And and I think USC back in like early two thousands, yeah. like they had players like this, bigger. They were just bigger, faster, and you know, they walked off the bus, and the other teams like, okay, game's over. We already lost. Alabama, you know, some of those LSU teams over. we played too, too. Yeah. yeah, some of those teams like you know the two thousand ten, you know, two, Alabama two thousand nine through thir- you know, thirteen, like those defenses. Yeah. They walked up the bus and like, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what Georgia's entire offense looks like. Yeah. It's nuts, man. The tight ends are big. 
fast, the receivers. You know, one of the, one of the most impressive guys that really stuck out to me was A.D. Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Five. yeah. As a true freshman, I was like, that's a good-looking kid. That is a good-looking kid. And he's obviously, you know, getting better and better and more confidence every single week. But uh, they're good-looking guys. There's, there's no are. doubt. They are good-looking guys. We don't discriminate. Kirby has done his job. But it's, it's amazing. You know, even, even my offensive lineman that I played with, you know, Chris Burnett and Dallas Lee. And ben Jones. Some of those guys. Clint Bowling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but my, my, fr- my freshman year's offensive line was huge. You know, yeah. with Cordy, Clint, Ben. I think Trenton Sturdivant, uh, was he still there or was he three and out, four and out? I forget, Trent, but he was huge. Yeah, we had a big, but then after that, it got small real fast. Like, yeah. my offensive line were, like, all 6'2". Like yeah, two, you're right. Nine. And they joke now with me, like, Aaron, you could not see over this offensive line they have now. <laughs> it's like this, if Stetson Bennett can be making plays, <laughs> I'm a good, like, two or three inches taller than Stetson, so I guarantee you I would have been making some plays, too. That's that's great. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy how times change. There's no doubt about it. And that's what winning does, gets you those $80 million facilities. So shout out to George and Bar- shout out to all the donors Bar- as well. In there. It's crazy. I didn't need one. I had a bald head when I was in school, so I took care of my own business on the uh, – hair front crazy to me though that auburn shut it down like i just don't get that to your point there's a certain level of professionalism when you're a broadcaster especially when you are a play-by-play and a color commentator on a tv broadcast it's like guys we need the intel to make you and your team look better we're doing our job here give us the opportunity to have some information to elevate the broadcast on the weekend i just don't get that i don't even think that should be allowed they, they should yeah. not be allowed to block out tv broadcasters you're right. You're not going to tweet about it. You're not going to call Bobo. You're not going to call Kirby. That's just not what happens. That's not what any of them do. So no, I'm on your side. And hashtag let I Murray did. practice now for Auburn. Hashtag there's let nothing, Murray practice. There's nothing that I would see in practice that that Georgia's army of GAs and coaches haven't seen in film already. Yeah. So I'm not going to be calling Kirby and he's going to be like, oh, my God, thank you. And we're going to win the game now because you told me that's like – these dudes work endless hours and they have a bajillion GAs to yeah. do this work. Like nothing I could see or do is going to change the course of a game. If I would ever do something and say something, which I wouldn't, like yeah. you said, we have a job to do. Yeah. And, and I mean, the worst is, 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 you know, Troy Calhoun for air force. We can't speak to any of the coordinators. We can't speak to any of the players only can speak to him. And every question you ask him, he just is so bill Belichick. Just, yeah, big picture. Like, coach, how's your quarterback doing? Well, our team worked really hard this week. They're a bunch of great young men. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm okay. like, that's great. Well, Thanks for the info. I literally go in the meetings with Troy Calhoun now, and I tell, you know, if I'm with a new play by play or sideline reporter, I'm like, I'm not, I, I have two questions, and then I'm done. Yeah, I mean, you're like, this what the, it's a waste of time. We had Amanda Balionis two years ago. It was her first time. I was like, Amanda, just trust me. You're not going to get anything. She goes, no, 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 I'll get something. I was like, trust me. And she just kept digging for like 15 minutes. It was really just nothing. Fort Knox. He won't say anything. <laughs> won't say anything. That's crazy. That's crazy. Good stuff. I like that. I like to get kind of underneath the hood of what you're doing. 3.30 p.m. CBS, the SEC on CBS. Our guy, Aaron Murray, calling the game with Noah Eagle. Uh, an up-and-coming talent in the play-by-play world as well. You need to latch you your wagon onto him, dude, because he's going places for sure. Oh my god, he! I got unlike this podcast tomorrow. where we're just we're just low life podcasters. That kid's going big time. Yeah, well, he he's he's got a magical voice. He sent me like a whole PowerPoint today on how to warm up my. Well, you sent it to me too. Properly. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> 
Um, but anyways, it's so weird because we always, you know, us East Coasters always say 330, 330. It's a 330 slot. Yeah. But I have all these Auburn and Alabama fans, you know, texting me or tweeting me like, oh, we're so excited to see you on at 230, 230, yeah. 230. It's great. And it's just funny to me that like it's the 230 game. I'm like, no, it's the 330 game. Get it yeah, right. come on. What are we doing? It's the 330 game. Ain't no doubt. All right, let's get into some news and notes. Week six is ahead. That's just crazy. Halfway through the college football season time. Slow down, please. We, we can't do this. We, we wait all year long, all offseason long, for college football to come back, and then as soon as it starts, it just flies right by. Week six is ahead. I think, Aaron, it's time to just talk briefly. I mean, I want a couple of minutes about possible Heisman candidates. I think Matt Corral took a big dip last weekend against Alabama and how Alabama just completely shut down that Ole Miss offense. But here's a question. I know we've been talking pretty UGA heavy leading in, but it's because you're calling the game this weekend. My question is this, and this is an honest question. Could Jordan Davis enter the Heisman Trophy conversation if UGA's defense continues to be this dominant? I mean, he is the linchpin. He is the absolute playmaker. He is a guy that this defense relies upon. He makes plays. He disrupts offensive lines. He's a game changer. Could he enter the conversation, or what would it take for somebody on Georgia's defense, which is really one of the top units in all of college football, Georgia being one of the best teams in all of college football. Could somebody on that side of the ball for the Georgia Bulldogs get into the Heisman conversation? I I don't think Jordan Davis could. He's not going to throw – because the issue is he's not going to throw up a bunch of crazy stats. Yeah. You know, he's not – he doesn't have a ton of tackles. He doesn't have a ton of sacks, only one and a half on the year. You know, like when when, when I think it was my junior season – you know, there was two guys going defensively that had a chance to be in the Heisman conversation. Honey Badger. Uh, Teow. No, this was this was after Honey Badger. Oh, okay. It was, was Teow. Yeah. Yeah. And Jarvis Jones. Oh, yeah. And Jarvis. I honestly think if we if we would have been in Alabama, Jarvis probably would have been in New York. Yep. Um, but there, those were guys, obviously, you know, Teow had the name recognition. He's a middle linebacker for Notre Dame. I mean, that's a big deal. And he had a ton of sack or a ton of tackles. Jarvis had a crap load of sacks and a lot of big time moments. A couple like, of sack fumbles, a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. yeah game saving plays. So, yep. So he was all over the place. So I think you need someone like that. Someone who either has a ton of interceptions or a ton of sacks. Yep. And right now, Georgia really doesn't have that. I mean, the thing with Georgia's defense and what makes them so great, it's not just one player. It's the collective like, effort. Yeah. All 11 of them are on the same page every single play. They're all in the right spot. You rarely see those guys make a mistake where someone's out of their own gap. They play fundamentally sound football. Yeah. All of them are elite, elite, elite as elite can be, but it, it's just hard for one to have crazy stats and really stand out because, I mean, Jordan Davis is a phenomenal player. Yeah. But so is, so is you know half the roster on that side of the football. I mean, how many first-rounders do you think Georgia has or top two rounds? Nolan Smith, N'Kobe Dean, Adam Anderson, Quay Walker's a beast. Trayvon Walker's a beast. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter. I mean, they have seven, eight guys that can get drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft the next two years. It's pretty good like, to use it's, in recruiting. It's hard to stand out when you're you're surrounded by a bunch of other guys that are first-round picks. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right now on the betting board, Bryce Young, Alabama, leading the way on the Heisman odds. Matt Corral right behind him. I mean, those are your usual suspects. You're going to look towards offensive players, guys that are putting up big numbers. I mean, Spencer Rattler preseason was the guy. He is way down the board. C.J. Stroud, he better start making some plays because that ain't looking good. Bijan Robinson from Texas. That'll be a big game for them. We're going to talk about the Red River shootout here coming up. Kenny Pickett from Pitt. 
getting a little bit of love too. I don't know. I mean, it could be fun to see. Hopefully, some chaos if Alabama slips you know who, up. You know who deserves some love, but who? is not going to get it because they don't have the games. Is Desmond Ritter? Yeah. But unfortunately for him, the schedule the rest of the way, like no one's going to be watching Mandy since, like he had his Heisman moments. He balled out in them. Was yeah. tremendous versus Notre Dame, but it's too early in the season. I mean, there's still People seven weeks to go, that. and he doesn't have another opportunity to have a Heisman-like moment against a quality football team. So, you know, they're going to be most likely undefeated. They're 11 and one. He's going to throw up crazy stats, but obviously, group of five, not a lot of primetime games going forward. Um, but he's someone that I think would, if they go 12 and 0, I would love to see Desmond Ritter as, as somewhere in the in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And if they go 12 and 0, signs point right now that they'll probably make the college football playoff, which would be huge for a Group of Five team. Of course, Cincinnati heading to the Big 12 in just a couple of years. We could have some chaos come down the pipeline, not only in the Heisman race, but. Uh, seeds three four five six i mean it never ever shakes out the way you think it does so of course we'll all be waiting on pins and needles to see what happens how about lane kiffin apologizing for the popcorn comment Uh, i thought this was great it was a grown-up moment it shows you that lane is extremely self-aware now it shows you that lane loves the position that he's in obviously we talked about it on monday when he threw the headset off and said get your popcorn ready he came out and said hey we got our ass kicked. I got caught up in the moment. It was highly emotional. The place was rocking. I was ready to go. And Coach Saban was just too good. Too good. I mean, 24-0 now against his former assistants. And they schlacked Ole Miss. But I thought that was a, a, a at least a, a breath of fresh air from Lane Kiffin. Your thoughts, Aaron? Anything special here? Or just, hey, he understood that he got his teeth kicked in. He did something stupid. He got mocked for it. And he said, yeah, I deserve that. Well, I'm happy he apologized to Amy or Jamie Erdahl. Oh, um, did that, he? That I didn't t- see that. Yeah, okay, he did. Cool, that, that, cool. Because that ticked me off before the game, and I was really upset with kind of how he treated her. I know it's an emotional game, and sometimes you kind of act out of character when the the juices start really boiling up. But I mean, she's just like we talked about earlier. She's just trying to do her job. She's asking you softball questions. A softball. Softball questions just to give the audience something, and you gave her a super quick response and dropped the mic and looked seductively into the camera like you're some <laughs> badass it was so awkward yeah. i'm like what a what an ass yeah man. i'm like she's one of the sweetest girls in the world and you just pretty much just crapped on her interview <laughs> yeah, he, i mean i was yeah, i was did. pissed i was so i'm glad i don't know if it was after the game or monday he apologized i think he actually sent her a message apologizing too so i was happy he did that that's cool that's cool yeah shout out lane kiffin at least admitting your mistakes and eating that crow and uh on to the next one. We will be talking about that because Ole Miss plays Arkansas this weekend. That Do you not agree, though, when he game. stared into the camera? Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. I mean, look, I get it. That is a, a very, very intense moment, especially when, of course, in his gut, he thought they were going to go out there, hang 65, and beat Alabama, um, and that did not happen. And that looked bad just 30 minutes afterwards at halftime, and you were like, um, what just happened? Yeah. Pretty crazy. Hey, what about the Big Ten? We're about to start picking our games here, but – the Big Ten, huge game this weekend that, of course, we're going to be picking. Number four, Penn State, at number three, Iowa. Michigan is undefeated right now. They are now in the top ten. Are they for real? Ohio State, still not gone. I think you could see a ton of chaos in the Big Ten, Aaron. If you had to pick right now, heading into week six, who wins? I mean, would you fade Ohio State right now? Do you think no. Penn State's going to beat Iowa? I mean, what's going to happen here? I think we got some interesting storylines to unpack out of the Big Ten. I, I think right now— Ohio is kind of Ohio State's finding the rhythm a little bit. 
um, with C.J. Stroud and they're really getting going. I mean, the game versus Oregon was not great. I mean, you're at home. You got pushed around. Your defense looked terrible. You know, I, but I did think in that football game, C.J. Stroud took a major step forward, and he's kind of been on a roll since then, and so has this football team. So right now I have more confidence in Ohio State um, to pull through in the Big Ten. I do like Iowa. Obviously, we'll talk about that game and break it down here in a little bit. I like Iowa. Uh, Michigan, you can't be confident in Michigan. They're going to screw up a few times along the way. There's no doubt about it. It's just it's in their nature. Yeah. It's in Jim Harbaugh's yeah, nature. It's going to happen. So no faith in Michigan, but like I said, if you had to – you know, if I had to put some money down, I think Ohio State is going to be the Big Ten champs at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Uh, tough to fade Ohio State. I'm really interested to see what happens with this Penn State-Iowa game this weekend. I like both of those defenses. It could be a very low-scoring affair, but it could show you really who's the class of the Big Ten through the midseason point, and then who will probably have to upset Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, or if Penn State can somehow get past them. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds go to worthybonds.com backslash save that's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Let's get active on prize picks this weekend, man. I am still extremely cold on prize picks. I need some winners big time. I need some winners. Head on over to prizepicks.com, download the prize picks app, use the promo code PUNT, P U N T, PUNT, and you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. We love our friends over at prize picks. We have some great games. Coming up this weekend, Aaron, Oklahoma, Texas in the Red River Shootout. Arkansas, Ole Miss, right at you at noon on ESPN. Penn State, Iowa, look to some unders in that game as well. And, of course, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, Texas, A&M. So let's go straight to it. I want to start with the Red River Shootout. Casey Thompson, Texas's quarterback, right now at prize picks, 210.5 passing yards. Look, when he gets hot, they get going. Bijan Robinson, obviously, Texas is finding their run game groove. Spencer Rattler on the other side, 259 and a half passing yards. This game is always pretty weird and funky, and you don't really know what to expect. I think you're going to get a lot of points here. The total is 63 and a half, so play that into some of your prize picks projections here. I yeah. would go over Casey Thompson, 210 and a half passing yards. 
I, I would say the same thing. I, I think over 210 is going to be smart. Um, it's not a lot. And you know, these teams, I know there is a belief that Oklahoma's defense is a little bit better this year, which they are. But I think with this offense right now, with Sark, the importance of this football game, this is when the big boys step up. I, I like Casey Thompson. I like the way he's played so far this season. Uh, early game, defense is kind of a little bit sluggish, still asleep, missed tackles left and right. Uh, I take the over with him as well. What about Spencer Rattler? 259 and a half passing yards. I mean, that Oklahoma offense has looked rather pedestrian compared to what we're used to in the past. Yeah, but Texas's defense is, is they can push them around. I think Spencer's going to have a lot of time in the pocket. Uh, he's going to have an opportunity to go out there and, and sit in there and make some plays down the field. So I'd go over him too. Wow. Um, this is a big Heisman moment for him. I, I know it really is. This, this is, you know, this is his opportunity to silent the critics, all the fans booing him on the backup and his moment to get back into this Heisman discussion legitimately, because right now he's, you know, people still have him fourth, fifth. I know you talked about where he is when it comes to betting odds, but if he has a big game, this game and balls out and they win, he jumps to number two all of a sudden. Yeah. Because there's no one else really. You know, if, if Texas loses, Robinson most likely drops. Matt Corral had his opportunity last week, and 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 Ole Miss kind of crapped the bed and didn't do anything on the offensive side. So there's really no one besides Bryce Young right now. So if he has a big-time moment in this game and they win, Spencer Rattler's number two all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. You talked about Bijan Robinson. 119.5 rushing yards. That is a ton for a projection i'll go under right now it's yes. going to be pretty physical i don't see him going off for 120 plus do you no 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 definitely under on that one um god that's a lot i know that's a lot that's i'm surprised lot. it's I'm that much that i mean one. that is uh that's very very interesting and then you know who knows man that that could be a good one to to get down on especially Early in the day, get it going right on prize picks. I think that's it. We said Casey Thompson over 210.5 passing yards. Spencer Rattler over 259.5 passing yards. Heisman moment for Spencer Rattler on deck. And then under Bijan Robinson, 119.5 rushing yards. I think that's a good little play right there. I think that's the mm-hmm. way you do a little three pick power play, try to see what happens when it comes to prize picks. This weekend, what about in the SEC? I think I want your thoughts on Matt Corral and KJ Jefferson. Okay, and then we'll wrap this up and head to our games. KJ Jefferson got schlacked a week ago against Georgia, going up against Ole Miss. Of course, Ole Miss's defense a little bit improved from last year. They got shown the door from Alabama last week, but we'll let that go. KJ Jefferson, 187 and a half passing yards. Matt Corral, 314 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go under for both of them. Really? You, just because the style of defense is, I mean, you saw what Alabama did last week. They ran the football, you know, yep. they, they, you know, both defense want to, they both want to run that three, two, six, that three, three, five. There's not a lot of passing lanes and there's a big opening to run the football. I would like to see obviously what KJ Jefferson's run stats are for this game. I think I would take more the, Oh, I would lean more over for him running. If okay. that was an option than passing the same thing with Matt Corral. I mean, Ole Miss, this is, this is still a run-first offense that needs to get going. If you're going to want to play that 3-2-6, defense, it, it makes it really tough to throw the ball. So I'm, I'm, you know, if there was a lock of the week for Price Picks, Ooh. I think Matt Corral under three fourteen. I just, you know, what what this defense did to him last year, and what this defense is vulnerable at is is 
you know, what Ole Miss needs to do to win. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Aaron says under KJ Jefferson, 187 and a half passing yards and under lock of the week, Matt Corral, 314 and a half passing yards. Get down on prize picks, couple of 12 o'clock PM picks right there for you. Start your week six Saturday off right. Casey Thompson over 210 hours over three and a half over three and a half over three and a half receptions. I like that one. Adding that to the board, Brock Bowers over three and a half receptions. Awesome. Auburn, not very good slowing down tight ends. Yeah, that has been. Receptions of tight ends this year. That has been proven. So the board this weekend, prizepicks.com, use the promo code PUNT. Casey Thompson over 210 and a half passing yards. Spencer Rattler over 259 and a half passing yards. Bijan Robinson, Texas running back under. 119 and a half rushing yards. KJ Jefferson under 187 and a half passing yards. Matt Corral, Ole Miss quarterback, lock of the week under 314 and a half passing yards. And Brock Bowers, Georgia tight end, over three and a half receptions. Prizepicks.com. Let's do pump, pass, and pick. Dive into this slate this weekend. Murray, I had a whale of a weekend a week ago, 5 and 0 against the spread. Of course, I lost my lock. That's becoming the theme here. You went three and two. You lost your lock as well. We're each going to win our lock this week. I can promise you that. Our, our overall records are pretty darn good. They are pretty good. I'm 16 and nine good. against the spread. You're 14 and 11 against the spread. Extremely respectable. Over 500, man. Over our five. locks are one and four. We need to fix that ASAP. So let's start with the Red River shootout, Aaron. Number six, Oklahoma. Taking on number 21, Texas. This game is always played in Dallas, Texas at the Cotton Bowl, the Texas State Fair. 12 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Oklahoma, a three and a half point neutral favorite. Total, 63 and a half. Look, Oklahoma only has a three and a half point favorite on neutral field. Tells you what? Vegas thinks these two teams are pretty evenly matched. This is Steve Sarkeesian's first tilt in the Red River shootout. This Texas offense is finding their form. Casey Thompson playing at a high level. Love the run game with B. John Robinson. I cannot buy Oklahoma. Cannot buy him. Way too inconsistent. They have not proven it in a big moment. They've only covered one game this year, Aaron. And Texas, on the flip side, has covered all but one. Of course, when they lost to Arkansas with your lock of the 2021 century that fell flat on its face, and I had to fade you (laughs) in that moment. Sorry to bring that up. I like Texas here. Give me the points, plus three and a half. I think this is a statement game for Steve Sarkeesian. I love the momentum that Texas is playing with. Simply put, I can't buy into Oklahoma. Uh, I can't buy into Texas just yet. I mean, you go back to the Arkansas game and they got absolutely whooped on both lines of the scrimmage. And it's hard to change your identity as a physical or not physical football team midway through the season. They're just not. They're not a physical team right now. Yeah. Um, I think Oklahoma is a little bit more physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Like I said earlier with Spencer Rattler, I think this is his moment to really shine. I think he steps up. It has a big Heisman-like game against this so-so defense for Texas. So I'm going to take Oklahoma in this one. I think they win by about a touchdown. All right. All right. Good pick. That'll be a good game. Definitely going to be flipping yeah. between that game and our next game, which is an SEC West matchup. Number 13, Arkansas, coming off a rough weekend against Georgia, is heading to Oxford to take on number 17, Ole Miss. This game's at noon on ESPN. Ole Miss, only a five-point favorite. That really surprised me. The total here is 66.5 points. Your thoughts here, Aaron? Is Arkansas going to let Georgia beat them two weeks in a row? Well, is is Arkansas going to, or excuse me, is Ole Miss going to let Alabama beat them two weeks in a row too? I mean, it's both ways for both these. I mean, these are this is a big moment 
for both these yeah. squads yeah. for for the rest of their season. I mean, how do you come back from from losing against the top two teams of the country? So I like Arkansas in this one to make this a little bit closer. Wow. You know, I like their defense. I think they're going to be able to frustrate Matt Corral. Uh, Ole Miss is going to have to run the football. Are they patient enough to just run it, run it, run it? We're going to find out because, you know, Lane Kiffin's pissed off about what happened last week. So maybe he comes out trying to be Mr. Superman and guns yeah. blazing and throwing the ball vertically down the field. Um, but I, I like Arkansas's ability to run the football. I like Arkansas's ability to play defense. As I always say, defense and running always travel well. Uh, give me Arkansas on this one. Yes, with the, uh, with the points. He wants the points. He loves Arkansas plus five. I'm on the other side here. I, I like Ole Miss. I'll lay the points. You see what Ole Miss is able to do against pretty much every team except Alabama. I don't know if Arkansas has the dudes to keep up with Ole Miss's offensive game plan. I'll be really interested to what you just said. If Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss come out just throwing the ball all over the field, five wide playing basketball out there. If they try to get physical in between the tackles, move the chains a little bit and get into a groove. But simply put, Ole Miss wins by more than a touchdown in this game. I really do believe that. Arkansas is still relatively young. Um, I like Ole Miss in this spot more so. I like Matt Corral more than K.J. Jefferson. Matt Corral last, last year versus Arkansas, you remember what happened? I do not. What happened? He threw six interceptions. Oh, that was last year? I thought that was two years ago. No, that was last year. I'm telling you, this Arkansas defense is not very friendly to yeah. what Lane Kiffin wants to do offensively. Okay. I still think six they'll picks. win by a touchdown. I right. still think they'll win by a touchdown. I'll lay the five. Just make sure you know thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, hey, you're a good friend. I appreciate that. Number four, Penn State, heading to Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City to take on number three, Iowa. This game's at 4 p.m. on Fox. Iowa, a one-and-a-half-point home favorite. The total, 41 points. So Vegas is not expecting this one to be a shootout by any means necessary. Huge game. Two really solid defenses. A lot of experience on both sides of the ball. Iowa, number one in the nation in takeaways right now. They had six or seven turnovers against Maryland, and Tulia turned the ball over last weekend i think i have to lean with the home team here uh, weird stuff happens in this series especially when they play at kinnick it usually comes down to a field goal it's usually a pretty emotional matchup i just have to go with the hawks here this is an emotional play for me one of my close friends one of my best friends tommy donatel is now a secondary coach for the los angeles chargers hashtag bolt up they look really good right now in the afc west he played football at iowa Iowa City is a really fun town. Uh, I've had a lot of fun in that town. I'm getting way off topic, but my point here is I'll take, I'll lay the one and a half. I'm going with Iowa at home. Big moment for Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes. Big moment. Yeah, this is a big moment for both these teams. I mean, Penn State, after the way they started last year, rocky, rocky start, finish the year off strong, but then start this year off 5-0. and I mean, they're feeling pretty good there. I mean, there's both these two quality football teams. I mean, really good football teams. This is going to be an incredible football game to watch. Yeah. I'm worried about Penn State and the fact they haven't played an away game since the first game of the season versus Wisconsin. It's been yeah, it's like every month. week is a whiteout. What the hell's up with that? Yeah, I mean, it's let's been get these guys on the road. Since these guys have been on the road, and we saw last week the damage a crazy away or crazy home field advantage can do, or crazy fans at the home field can do for their team, yeah. and the amount of frustration yeah. that causes opposing offenses, especially. So it's going to be raucous. It's going to be loud. It's going to be tough for Penn State's offense. You mix that in with one of the best defenses in the country with Iowa at home. Give me the Hawkeyes. I think they win this game. It's going to be a great one, though. I yeah. Mean, four quarters of of defense, a struggle, um, but good play on offense. I like both offenses. You know, they're, they're, they're decent. 
It's just I think the defense is shining this one. Hawkeyes win a close one. No doubt. That game is at 4 p.m., so if you're listening to this podcast right now, the only way you're allowed to watch that game is either A, on your phone, or B, if you have a second TV, because we're not changing the dial when our boy Aaron Murray is calling the 3.30 p.m. SEC on CBS game, Georgia at Auburn. Before we get to that one, Aaron, unfortunately you can't pick that game because you're calling it, so you need to give me your own custom fifth pick this week. But we'll go to the night game. The one you're leading into, number one Alabama heading out to College Station to take on the Texas A&M Aggies, 8 p.m. CBS. Alabama, a 17.5-point favorite. Man, who would have thought that at the beginning of the season or even before the season started? The total is 51.5. A&M does not have the firepower to keep up with Alabama. Their offensive line is atrocious. Zach Calzada cannot find it. Poor Isaiah Spiller. I mean, he's a great talent, but he's got nowhere to run. And I think Bryce Young in this offense— Alabama, that being, are just going to continue to go wild. Not much to think about here. Don't think, just throw. Alabama minus 17.5, lay it. And most importantly, lay whatever the first half spread is. I think they've covered the last 14 first half spreads against an FBS opponent that fits into this model. I'll lay the 17.5. And I'm going with Bama on the lock of the week, too, for your boy over here. Oh, nice, nice. I just think, think, you know, the whole talk this offseason was – and then, you know, I think I was definitely guilty of this as well, was A&M is going to contend with Alabama. A&M's right there. They've recruited so well. You know, this is the year that Jimbo takes down Saban, yada, yada, yada. And obviously we've seen enough of A&M in this offense to know that there's no chance. And I think Nick Saban is going to let the state of Texas know who daddy is this weekend. <laughs> I mean, I think he's going to make a statement. I really daddy. do. I think, it's, I think it is the pedal is down and it's going to be a slaughter. So, I like that. Lock I'm of the week. You, they're, they're, they're a way better team, and I think that, that, that there is a message to be sent. Like, you think you're close? You ain't close. Yeah. So sorry about that. Yeah, and it becomes very apparent in those moments where it's high-level atmosphere, a lot going on. Um, Alabama comes in and says, let's remind you of one thing and one thing only. You will not be beating Alabama today. All right, night game. Plus Bryce Young on the road. Yeah. It doesn't phase him. We no, saw I, it. He I, went to Florida and, and played great. I mean, road environments to him is is you know, for a young kid is he's he's cool as a cucumber. So I'm not worried about him going into Texas AM. If he can go to the swamp play the way he did versus Florida, he can go to Texas AM and play just fine. Love it. Love it. Both on Alabama minus seventeen. And a half. Aaron, before I pick the Georgia Auburn game, love to get your thoughts here. You're obviously working it this weekend. You can break it down better than anybody because you have been to Georgia's practice. You were supposed to go to Auburn's practice. You got shown the cold shoulder in that regard. But first Super off, just cool. a huge congratulations because that's just awesome. We're all going to love watching. It's your first time calling a Georgia game, which I think is just fantastic. So hat tip to you, my man. Uh, your thoughts on the game. Georgia coming in with just an absolutely intimidating and ferocious defense. Auburn, highly inconsistent off a massive win, the first time they've won at Tiger Stadium since 1999. Up and down season so far for War Eagle. Georgia on a war path to get to the SEC championship and hopefully take on Alabama or somebody else. You'd expect Alabama. Your thoughts here, buddy. I think it's going to be a good game. I do. I, I think it's going to be a great game. And, and as you see, the spread is is a little bit closer than – what the Georgia Arkansas game was last week. And obviously a lot has to do with the fact this game is in Auburn. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. They had a very emotional week last week, beating LSU first time in like, you know, 22 years that's happened at L and Baton Rouge. So they're pumped. They're excited. Their quarterbacks playing with a lot more confidence now, hopefully 
Um, so I do. I think this is going to be – I think it's going to be very similar to Georgia-Clemson, but a little bit more scoring. Like I could see this game okay. being like 20-7, 20-10, 20-13, like that. I like both defenses. I, you know, you know how much I love Georgia's defense. I think Auburn has a top four defense in the SEC as well, top four, top five. Um, they're good at all levels. They're extremely well coached, as we know. I mean, this is one of the better coaching staffs in the SEC. Uh, Harson did a great job of, of of making sure he you know brought in Bobo, brought in Derek Mason. Yeah. So the only issue I have with Auburn is is the skill players. It's not Bo Nix because I think Bo Nix has played fine this year. It's can their receivers get the job done? Can the offensive line get Tank Bigsby going? I mean, Tank has been non-existent in two weeks since yeah. they played you know, Penn State. So their offense is just in a bad place right now, and that's not what you want playing Georgia. And I just think Georgia, too, there's too many questions. I mean, who's the quarterback? Yeah. Is JT playing? Is Stetson playing? You know, can they get the run game going? Can they get the receivers going? It's just, to me, neither offense is or where they need to be going against two very good defenses and Georgia playing Georgia, having the edge off off Georgia, having the better offense, but playing in a hostile environment kind of evens things up. So in all in all, I think it's gonna be an awesome football game. I can't wait to call it. Um, but I can't pick the, the spread. So that's all I'll give you right now. You, you make, yeah, your, yeah. make your decision. I'll make my decision. And my decision is this Georgia's is going to beat the brakes off Auburn. Highly emotional game for Auburn a week ago, late night, 9 PM kick. <laughs> against LSU, Bo Nix with the heroics, you know, feeling good about themselves. They have not faced a defense like Georgia. Um, I think Georgia can expose Bo Nix's playmaking want-to ability, uh, extending the chains, extending the play. I think Georgia rolls here. I don't care who plays quarterback. Put me at quarterback. Put you at quarterback. They're trying to get their run game going, as they proved a week ago against Arkansas. Here's the thing. Georgia covers 15 and a half. Georgia continues to assert dominance. I guarantee you that coaching staff is telling them, hey, guess what happened a couple years ago? Granted, nobody was on the team that's on the team now, but guess what happened a couple years ago when we thought we were it? We thought we were going to go to the national championship, and we went to Auburn. They got the brakes beat off of them. Coaching staffs remember that. I certainly think Georgia players will be reminded of that. This is a spot right here for Georgia to continue the narrative of we are the best. And this is what I want, okay? I want when Georgia is up by 25, 30 points in the fourth quarter and the broadcast is getting really slow, I want Aaron Murray to go on air and say, yeah, you know, these guys that are in the game for Auburn, I wish I could have gotten a good look at him at practice this week, but I wasn't allowed. So that's about all I have. I'd love for you to say that. Throw a little shade, Aaron Murray. We can do that. I know. The only issue is if I throw shade, I actually may have Auburn the next week <laughs> I know. as you well. So you can't burn bridges. I know. I'm a bad influence. If, 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 they, if they let me know before the snap that, hey, you know, you guys are going to be on the LSU Florida call, then your boy will definitely get <laughs> But it. if it's, hey, we still haven't made a decision yet, if it's that game or the Auburn, I think it's Auburn-Arkansas game, yeah, yeah. Uh, I may have to hold off on it. But I will give you my fifth pick. Fifth pick Please. of the week, and I'm going to go to another SEC game, LSU okay. going to Kentucky. Tell me LSU you're going to LSU. Tell me you're terrible, going to LSU. Stingley's terrible out. news today. Stingley is out. Yep. And definitely with a foot surgery. I'm going with a hot hand here. Kentucky. I'm going with Kentucky. And they're I'm laying three and a half? Oh, are they laying I'm three and a half? So, they are laying three and a half. Yeah, I'm so yeah. torn on this one, but LSU, man, I... No faith in that squad right now. They are playing bad football. 
He likes Kentucky, ladies and gentlemen. Five and zero Kentucky. Kentucky playing Georgia next week. Plus, I want I want some undefeated teams the next week in yeah, Athens. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. All right, Murray's fifth pick, Kentucky minus three and a half, hosting LSU. My flip the field special. I. I I'm not seeing the board clearly when it comes to the fit field special. I'm searching too hard. I don't have a lot of confidence. Fade as you please. I am going to stay the course. I like Virginia Tech at home. 7.30 p.m. game, welcoming in Notre Dame. Right now, getting a point. I love a home dog. I love a primetime home Notre dog. Dame's trash. Notre oh, Dame is trash. Give me Virginia Tech plus one right now. That line might go up. You might be able to get two or one and a half. Take the Hokies at home, enter Sandman. Notre Dame loses two in a row. I'm telling you that right now. That's my flip the field special. Virginia Notre Tech. Dame should be losing Plus three one. in a row. But, I yeah, I, I like that. That's a good one. All right. That is a great pick. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, man, we're Give fired up for locks, you. Fired please. up for you. Yeah, we need our locks. Anything on the way out, my man? No, man, it's going to be a fun weekend. I mean, shoot, it's like go, go, go. I, I'm actually speaking to the Auburn golf team tomorrow. Sweet. Give them a little, you know pump up speech before whatever their season is um cbs is taking us to dinner friday night meetings and and actually the ad you know at least someone's nice in auburn the ad of auburn is inviting us over to their house for a nice little soiree dinner on the lawn wow wow wonder how many 20 dollar handshakes you'll get out of that uh that soiree at the ad's house at auburn but uh, and i'm debating if i want to go explore the town or not and get how many you know fus and boos and middle fingers you should hey the icon source team will be down there so we got security detail waiting for you you're more than welcome on our tour bus we're gonna have the icon someone can tell me about about like this this lemonade i need to go to tumor's corner and get some lemonade Dude, you need to go to the local bar and get a cold beer. Come on, CC. What are you talking about, man? Well, maybe what are you talking about? Shit in Tumor's Corner, like this special. CC limit. never even invites me on the show anymore, dude. What's up with that? I'm being blackballed by the SEC network. Come on. I'm being blackballed by SEC radio. I don't get invited anymore. Did I say something wrong? Did I offend somebody? What happened? I don't know. I'll my get you feeling, on next week. My feelings are hurt. I like you to have something fun. one time that CC was like, George never coming back on. <laughs> you know what it was about? <laughs> CC asked me who would I vote for if I had a Heisman vote, and I said Sarah Fuller, the Vanderbilt kicker. Oh yeah, <laughs> he got mad. He got mad at that. That was funny. That was too funny. CC's a great guy. I want to be back on. Come on, man. My feelings next are hurt. week. Next week. Next week. Indeed. All right. That's it. Week six in the books. Head on over to PrizePicks.com. Our presenting sponsor. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUMP. 100% deposit match up to your first $100. We love Prize Picks. We'll post our picks on social media later on this week. Head on over to our social media at Punt and Pass at Drew Butler at Aaron Marie 11, puntandpass.com. For Aaron, I'm Drew. We'll talk to you on Monday. See ya. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. 
I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 